0: You bet you wish this was an art podcast. I'm Stephanie.
1: And I'm Elena.
0: And it is and so good to be back for part two. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. We made it.
1: <laughs> a month later. Uh, and still
0: concerned with this topic. And, and yet somehow. it will always be. Uh, mm, nothing's changed, Elena. Nothing's changed in no. a month. Dang it. <laughs> I thought by you now, think. you'd think, after part one came out, I mean, we, we could have changed the world, right? <gasps> we just don't have enough. We need more. More, more clout. We need more. It's time to do the cinnamon more. challenge. More. <laughs> wow, that's very old. <laughs> Ice bucket challenge four. <laughs>
1: so did you guys listen to the last episode in case you didn't here's a little bit of intro into or or backtrack into what we talked about there yeah exactly yeah so we basically um talked about what femi- feminism is the f- four waves of feminism and hold on we now talked about... we talked
0: about the Oscars
1: we t- oh, yes that's where it started <laughs> It's where all things begin <laughs> and it and end. A, yes then it was a segue <laughs> very, <laughs> very convenient segue into
0: the topic of um, equality and Linda Knockland's. Beautiful article on Why Are There No Great Women Artists.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: And we talked about that question
1: and how asking the question is already answering the question and the assumptions that came along with it and how you shouldn't answer it by bringing up examples and... What else no, I do
0: not to... fall for their track. Do not fall for their trap. <laughs> yes. Um, we've talked or about... the track. <laughs> we talked <laughs> about um, the the concern of the quote-unquote woman problem and how ah, yes. it's not really a woman problem because they don't really have like amenable solutions. You can't really just say, ah, oh, well... We'll just put more women in galleries. It's not Mm. really, like... There's so much more, and it goes so much deeper than just paying lip service to the the concept and the idea, and you have to really, like, go... Make an effort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And And, sadly... And we talked about the misconception of sorry i said we talked about the great the misconception of making the quote-unquote great art Hmm. how the genius isn't real yes yes he isn't or she they aren't they no it is not real (laughs) it is not real and yeah (laughs) here we are now and we've, with... and we've made it. Nothing's changed, but we're going to continue to nope. explain why nothing's changed.
1: We're going to get into more like details into the technicalities of why there are no great women artists. So, like, um, examples of how women were not given enough opportunities and all that jazz. And all that
0: jazz. Um, yes. And I think we can start uh, not only where we left off in our notes, but also, like, where where it begins in terms of classical training, which is in the academy and more so in the nude. Yes. So, So, yeah, go on. (laughs) So the availability of the nude model... To aspiring uh, women artists um, essentially didn't exist like between the renaissance and the end of the 19th century it was almost for i think it was it was outright forbidden from women to actually look at a full nude whereas the painting of the nude was essential to your classical training as an artist
1: um well if you know if you don't know the base the the easiest uh, well f- for example if you're learning a language and you don't know like the basic grammar then you can't really start talking in that language yeah cuz cuz you know I mean you know the words but you know don't know how to arrange them so basically get taking away the tools mm. of like the the of what you should base your art on or from where you you are led to the next stage and then the next stage and the next stage you are kind of without any foothold and yeah i mean yeah it makes uh
0: yeah <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with that last one are you just trying to eloquently explain why learning Dutch is so hard for you uh, it's so hard <laughs> <laughs> but essentially it's like it's, it's as if you were denying a right handed person the ability to write with their right hand <laughs> or
1: the other way would, would make sense more, though. Yes. Because <laughs> left-handed people are still sometimes denied to r- write with their left hand. Were you ever forced to write with your right hand? No, but I have a friend who who was. And she now writes with her right hand, but she draws Jesus. with her left. God, That's yes. why.
0: Yep. But essentially, it's that. It's this. This is supposed to be the most important thing you're doing. And... Lady students weren't allowed to Mm. do it. Lady students. Because God forbid a woman look at a male's nude exposed thigh Mm. muscle. I don't know. It's I know, right? It's like so tell me again how this isn't homoerotic? Smiley face
1: (laughs) It's you know what's funny? There are so many like there are so many nudes paintings. So many. So many. So, so many men. of men and women. Mhm. And it's uh, uh. <laughs> And it's just same with, like yeah, with institution with like uh, art fairs and stuff, a lot of nudes get sold and mostly the, these days I would say female nudes more. Uh, mm-hmm. At least that's what I see. I might be wrong. But uh, they, I mean, you can't, ladies can't draw the nudes, but they are drawn as nudes, and that is very popular.
0: But they, well, they're it's not easier to, to get draw. into, it's easier to get into like a major art museum as a nude woman than to be a woman artist. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Mike, mic drop. Mic drop, there's self off balcony. I just it's yeah. It's frustrating.
1: It is. But female nudes were forbidden from uh, like almost all public schools, public art schools uh, until the late 1950s. 1950s. Oh, 150s. you know. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and um yeah. If women were to draw a nude male, and this was way late um like in in the at the end of the nineteenth century, where women were permitted to draw uh from nudes, even then it was the model had to be partially draped um so
0: yeah well, but think about how a... think about how um how limiting that is, right? So in art, or especially in the academy, which is kind of the framework that we're operating in, there were mm-hmm. there were five major themes that you could conquer as an artist and that you had to conquer as an artist because if you wanted to achieve the, um, the history painting, capital H history painting, the big ones that are either telling the major myths or the major biblical tales, or the over-the-top paintings with everyone, and the half-naked mermaids, and the this and the that. You had to master all of the levels. So you had to master the still life. You had to master the landscape. You had to master the portrait. You had to master the genre, the genre pa- or the, the daily life paintings, so that you yes. could achieve, you could put all of those things together, toss them like a salad, and then throw them Mm -hmm. up behind some gilded frame and call it a history painting. Because that is what you were supposedly achieving as an artist through the academy. But if you're only allowed to paint the other four things, then you'll never be able to achieve the history painting because you're not allowed to. Because the thing that you're supposed to incorporate is the nude Or rather, an understanding of the physical body in such intimate detail that you know what's both on top of and underneath clothing. And then beyond that, you need to know how certain clothes fold on bodies. And you need to know what the muscle is doing underneath that pant leg. Or you need to know how a torso can twist. But you need to see the torso twisting. So so it's completely counterintuitive or rather a waste of everyone's time and money to force these women to limit themselves all for the sake of uh, modesty. Because God forbid there's a penis in front of a <laughs> lady. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just, it's frustrating. It probably unmarried, is... th-
1: therefore oh. a virgin. And uh, of does not know anything
0: about... Uh, sex whatsoever what is sex I don't know her I don't know her (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I mean and then that's only um what's it called that's only perpetuated by other women so oh yes oh I would never or only women of a certain variety would go and stare at a male's genitals all day and it's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go fuck yourselves <laughs> take, take a chill pill Sarah please Sarah have you seen it though <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of those things and then I mean and then the art world has always notoriously been just a little uh, closeted so god forbid you like aren't even attracted To men. God forbid. Yep. You
1: know what this reminds me of? Uh, What? Michelangelo's women's
0: drawings. Right? That That boy did not know what he was doing. That are men. Yes. (laughs) They're men. They're men. This is not a woman. These are big, beautiful, uh, strong hands. And I wish they could wrap themselves around me. But, like, (laughs) these are michelangelo we knew what you were thinking and wanting <laughs> do you think he was forbidden to draw ladies or i doubt it because other artists of his time were like hardcore painting really delicate soft female nudes so i think it was just yeah. a personal preference and be like yeah the way that he trained i mean Exhibit A. It was mostly personal preference, probably. Exhibit A. Buff Jesus. Yes. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Uh, Also, happy Lent season, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) If you're like... But, uh... Yeah. Or Carnival, for those who are suffering in Europe right now.
1: Uh... It was last weekend or this
0: last weekend, and we didn't leave the house. I can still hear Dutch carnival music if I close my eyes. <sighs>
1: it's Wait. it's something, yeah. and it's uh, I live in the south, so it's like very very present. Because in the north, it's, it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but. Well, Southerners Anyways, know how to have a party, that's for sure.
1: They do. I mean it's it wouldn't be so bad, but the music's very annoying. But the rest is like fun. I guess yeah. dressing up. It's kinda like Halloween ish.
0: Kind of. Um ish. But uh let's talk about the yeah. apprentice system.
1: Well, first uh Nocklin actually made a good uh Analogy, mm. is it analogy? Yeah, uh, of comparing it to medical students being denied uh, the opportunity to dissect um, and examine a naked human body, which is kind of better than my
0: language one. Well, but, but actually, but, what's yeah. interesting there is that we did prevent medical students from dissecting human bodies for a time, um, mostly. We- well we We completely limited it for a couple mm-hmm. of years because you could only use the bodies of that's where the body snatchers the dead right Yeah, you had to use the, yes. you had to use criminals um, ah. and unclaimed like unclaimed criminals had to be used because they had forfeited their rights to humanity essentially. Um, okay. but that's where you get people who used to go and rob graves. And, like,
1: Mm.
0: oh, my God, we have to – I'll talk to you more about it. But, like, it's it's essentially people used to or or medical hospitals needed bodies Mm. to dissect because you can't learn the human body without working with the human body. So what what they did is that doctors or professors would pay these – um these body snatchers these grave robbers um a couple of pounds per like or a couple of dollars per uh per body and the fresher it was the better <clears throat> which is only mildly complicated because then you had people robbing graves recently deceased bodies. That's the when the the idea of the Victorian vault. Have you seen those like really weird designs of um, Yes. We'll have to do an episode on that. Let's do that for Halloween. Let's talk about the Victorian okay. architecture of, of cemeteries. Oh I love cemeteries. I love cemeteries. Let's do that. Okay. But exactly okay. do not deny the opportunity to dissect or paint the human body yes
1: and then um linda kind of brings up a couple of like pictures and paintings as uh like examples of how women were not allowed to to paint oh from the nude and one of them is a painting by zophany which shows uh, members of the royal academy of london Mm -hmm. who are gathered uh, in front of two nude male males And uh, everyone is present, every notable name of the Academy, except one, which was the only female uh, member, and that's Angelica Kaufman. But she is in the painting as a painting on the wall. (laughs) So she's not a figure among the, the people, but she's a painting. Yay. take that sexism yep and then yeah there are some that show them painting, uh, women painting from a model in either bathing trunks or drapery or modest attire blah blah and then there's a photograph by Thomas Eakins from 1885 and it is from a women's modeling class at the Pennsylvania Academy and it shows w- women uh, painters seated in front
0: of their model which is a cow <laughs> a cow a beautiful cow it was a great painting a cow, a cow. <laughs> it was a beautiful little try. how does that resemble <laughs> a
1: human body
0: <laughs> <laughs> how <laughs> it's ridiculous uh, fuck but i mean it's, oh, i mean exactly exactly yep it's bullshit it's bullshit i'm mad
1: I it's am bullshit
0: mad. <laughs> oh this man it's all about the apprenticeship I do. (laughs) Also bullshit. Because it's this whole concept. I mean, so it's the the internship of the 19th century. The apprenticeship. Where you competed to work in the French Academy. So we'll talk about the French model specifically. Just because that's probably the most, like, intricate. But um, essentially, you competed... To work in the French Academy. So you would go to the academy as an artist or as an apprentice and you would train and da-da-da-da-da. And it would be fantastic and look at you. You were you were encouraged and you had educational facilities and you had rewards and you were exposed to more people.
1: Fancy schmancy.
0: And women weren't allowed to compete until the end of the 19th century when the academy had lost all of its importance anyways. You know, that whole uh, avant-garde movement that kind of overthrew the arts academy and its value and importance. Yeah, anyways, that's cool. That's what we're focusing on, women. But you can have the academy. I mean, it's like this whole thing now where, where, um, where one field is dying because it's predominantly men. And so they open up a woman's division, or a woman's team, or a woman's X-R- XYZ, just so that there could be more viewers. And it's like, well, this is bullshit, and I hate this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just doing it's, it for it's money. the worst. But yeah. Yeah. For centuries, for literal centuries, women were deprived of the same opportunities men had and women were not accepted as professional painters.
1: Yeah, they, they were not only deprived of like the facilities, they were also deprived, not encouraged at all to do it. And right. they uh, were not even viewed as professional painters or was, artists.
0: Yeah, it was amazing that anyone even tried Honestly. Yeah.
1: And it's amazing that anyone... Like, there are still women artists who still made it to our time and we remember them. Which, I mean, through the conditions they were they were subjected to,
0: it's very impressive of them. Yeah, but to... like even... And that's the cool part because even they were tried to... People tried to forget them. People tried to erase oh, them yes. from history. And oh, yes. honestly... There are so many women artists that like I couldn't, you know, there's like maybe five or not even, there's maybe four or five artists that I can look at and definitively recognize as like a woman artist. And that's, we're in 2020. I, we, okay, I was lucky. Um, My university offered a women in arts class like specifically but that was an elective that's nice so yeah. like not even core or mandatory and it has never been in any art history 101 or nope. we or didn't have it we
1: had like mention of it in one lecture i think where they talked like due to Chicago and second wave feminism
0: yeah a lot of 19th century artists have made it just because they're more recent and a lot of them you know lived to tell the tale or tell their own tale and sell to the MoMA which you know is kind of I guess the end all be all for 19th century artists yeah it's it's
1: weird but there's a lot of artists that weren't even mentioned who have who have added a lot to, to women's art yeah. and art in general. Um, and in my classes, they weren't even mentioned. I mean, why am I surprised? But still, it's kind of sad.
0: And it's sad because it's not like... It's very sad. Because it kind of ties back into the idea that how are we, as art historians as people who dedicate our time to studying women or to studying artists, to studying art in general. And we run into the dilemma of trying to find and recognize and justify and celebrate women artists, specifically, um, of, you know, of all backgrounds, of all abilities, of all talents and allow ourselves to even critique. I mean, it's this whole concept of like, then you try to bring in the critique of it. Mm -hmm. And, and I know a lot of, um, I know a lot of people, especially like people who specifically study female artists who try not to have too critical a view because of the fact that they are there to celebrate their achievements. Um, Or they also, you know, or they're older um, second wave feminists who really still support that kind of mentality. I keep thinking about a curator I worked under for one of my internships who lived Mm -hmm. and breathed and loved Judy Chicago more than anything in this world okay like she used to hang out with her once a summer and i just hate judy chicago
1: (laughs) (laughs) i will be on record a lot she sucked
0: she added a lot to a feminist history she did the dinner party's great her women birth series is great her fine her art is great I love her concept of craft is art. Yeah, cool, fantastic. I hate Judy Chicago. <laughs> Picasso did great stuff, too, and I hate Picasso, too. Yeah.
1: I mean, they are problematic, but Capital you, know, you can't take away the fact that they did add some stuff. To, no, but she's John, like the epitome of
0: white feminism. I just have so many issues with Judy Chicago. But um well, mm. I'll stop being so obtuse about it. But, like, it's just, it's...
1: We can de- dedicate an episode to her. To tear apart about-
0: Judy Schick. I mean, we should. As a part of, like, this, we should, just because the dinner party did so much. But mm-hmm. I specifically have a tough time associating um, feminism with, like, genitalia.
1: Mm.
0: Which is why the dinner party, to me, is also, like complicated as a piece as a piece to like appreciate and celebrate just because like I don't subscribe to the idea that your gender is what is between your legs and that was a really big rallying cry during the era that Judy Chicago was creating this work and the politics that she's the gender politics that she subscribes to and so there's so much attached to, like, yeah, here's some great women artists' vulvas. Or great women's vulvas. And it's like, yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. I, too, will feast at this table. What about those who didn't have vulvas? But what about those who didn't identify? Anyways, it's just... Mm. and, And I understand that it's complicated, but there's been so much erasure of, like queer non-binary trans artists as well um all over the place yes all over the place and and the problem that i keep running into is this concept of like in order to tell a more unified story we simplify things and we create this linear narrative i mean that's history right we create the one narrative Mm -hmm. that we can understand and that we can pull from and dissect but the intersectionality of it all is what makes a more complete picture and what paints this really detailed history painting of <laughs> everyday life and and if we're not honest to that then then you kind of pull away from the idea that these women were experiencing as far back as the ni- you know as far back as time but specifically even in this 19th century context where you're, you're attached to the lady's accomplishment and how the lady painter had, like, etiquette books. And it's this mm. gender policing in which a woman should direct their main focus on the welfare of others, family and husband, and how straying from that is selfish and that being independent is frivolous. Um, mm. There's a book the family monitor and domestic guide (laughs) by uh mrs ellis who talks about how women are warned against the snaring of trying too hard to excel at any one thing god
1: forbid because they should be good at everything but moderately good so for example if someone needs you really quick to make them a sandwich you should be able to make them a sandwich
0: No problem. And And feed your baby. Sew
1: up their sock or something.
0: Oh my Christ! It just it it's it's to help. It's so at the end of the day, it's to guard men from unwanted competition, right? This idea that like you don't really want your professional activities um, to be threatened in any which way, or because God forbid, and then also you want to be needed because as a man, you're only valued, quote unquote, you're only valued by what you can contribute and what you can accomplish and how you can help and the things that you can
1: accomplish. How is a man supposed to uh, live uh, an amazing life and be taken care of all the time without uh, a woman who is always at his beckoning and does everything he asks uh, her to do? Behind and, every great uh, man is a great
0: woman. a great woman. <laughs> exactly. Um, I hate it. I hate it. My dad last night was talking about how um <laughs> how uh, the rest of the world or rather um, they have Italian friends. And so mm-hmm. they my dad was talking about how Italian men make fun of American men because American men do their own laundry. Wow. <laughs> right? Right? Wow. Right? <laughs> mm. oh, not to misalign the Italians, but holy fuck, Mediterranean. It's this whole concept of machismo, which we can come back to again and again and again, and we saw it with Frida who had to deal with it from Diego Rivera, who Mm -hmm. was constantly this larger-than-life, gregarious monster that not only ruined her life, but also made her life, quote-unquote, better. And you get so caught up in this cult of personality, or worse, you get so caught up in your role in it and how you are only desirable and this is a completely like, and the worst part about it, I think the worst part about it is that it doesn't even matter where on a sexuality scale you fall, right? Mm, where, no, I don't think so. Where even if you're not attracted to male attention, like you don't want male attention and then you're not interested in men either as, asexually or as. Mm-hmm. Uh, femme for femme or more like Mm -hmm. uh, queer leaning there's just there's so much that's attached to it that forces you to be at the beck and call of male attention that forces you to be subservient to and it's really subtle which I think is the word it's really subtle now I guess is how I should rephrase that because there's always been a t- there's there are times where it's been obvious like this. <laughs> yep. Yep. Where 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 if you wanted to pursue a career, you had to uh, do it alone. You couldn't get married because you couldn't be a professional and you couldn't and a wife at the same time. No, you have to choose either love and comfort uh, with.
1: Uh, no, like solitude as the price of success, yeah, or sex and companionship at the price of professional renunciation.
0: I have a. I'm going to tell a really sad story. I have a professor that I, or I had a professor that I really, really look up to. I think mm-hmm. she is one of the coolest. Like, um, her her research is on sex work during the 19th century France through art mm. okay so That's she's interesting and she's dynamic and she's five two and she's got bright red hair love her to bits <laughs> right but one day I told her that I wanted to that I looked up to her that I loved her life because she travels and she has apartments on the Seine and it's this fantastic thing and she just got really sad she looked okay. at me and she's like you don't you don't want my life. And then it, you kind of, no. oh, I know. And it's this whole concept where you have to sacrifice so much in order to be successful. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and you shouldn't have to. And the biggest thing about it is that we, we condition people to believe that success can only exist. If you were born a dude, or if you gave up your entire life to pursue the one thing. But then at that point, you were an outcast in anyways. Because what are you trying to... Like, what are you trying to prove? Silly lady. <laughs> uh, um, and There's then, no I mean, winning. There's no winning. And I mean, there are... Um, Obviously, there are successful women artists that we study and appreciate and admire and hang on gallery walls and in fancy uh, fine art museums and celebrate as uh, icons and revolutionaries and da-da-da-da. But, like, it's still sad to think about where we come from and where we are and where we need to continue to. Um, I mean, we will
1: talk about this after we end talking about the article itself, uh, about, like, the aftermath and everything. Uh, But, yeah, just to mention it now, not much has changed.
0: Not much has changed. Not much has changed. I mean,
1: this article opened up the door, but only a crack, and then also it got shut a lot of times as well because who is this woman to know what's going on in the world blah blah you know you know how people are dismissed especially smart women
0: god Um. (laughs) but it's I mean and so in that same vein going back to an earlier concept of the genius right Um, Mm -hmm. we learned that a lot of these male artists come from art families right and realistically so did a lot of these successful women artists almost all right like
1: they were either daughters or uh related very closely related to artists in their life and uh yeah it's the same as with males. You take after what your what your parents do. And in uh, some situations, not all of course. But uh <laughs> yeah, I mean Yeah. If since almost all, like without exception, they were related to men. And of course those men probably helped them out to uh and taught them those basic skills that they weren't taught in school and, um, like, elevated them to to with their name,
0: and their yeah. status. St- status, status. Status. <laughs> and... Well, I think we see that with Genleski, right? Yeah. Her father was yes. a great artist and very well respected, and um, he himself had many commissions and was very. Um, sought after, and so when mm-hmm. Artemisia started creating art and painting, and you know, really dedicating herself to beautiful history paintings, yeah, oh, then then the same that last name really helps carry forward the 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 reputation and the status and the. Yeah. Importance. You can't mess
1: with someone who already has a name, right? Yeah. You, you can't dismiss them because, oh, she's the daughter of this famous guy. We don't want to piss him off. Blah, blah. But also, a lot of her paintings were first thought to be her father's as
0: well. Which is so frustrating because God mm-hmm. forbid a woman make great art. da, da, yep. da, da, da. da. But it's just so much, and I think like yeah. Um, so in the uh, quick quick segue, but also important, I think. So, Linda Nochlin's uh, "Why Are There No uh, Why Were There No Great Women Artists?" kind of also goes into some examples of like great women artists, and specifically, she talks about. Uh, this one artist, Rosa Bonheur, um, and yes. and what's really great about it is so I read this article, mm-hmm. and we wrote our notes and we had a great time and we came back to it, but in the meantime, mm-hmm. I'm reading this book called uh, "Broad Strokes: Fifteen Women yes. Who Made Art and Made History." In that order, by oh man, I just had it Mm oopsies by by a woman by a woman another art history wait i have it open actually oh do you? you yes by bridget quinn god that's embarrassing but like it's a fantastic book and um i only just picked it up Recent, or I picked it up a hundred years ago and then I only re-recently came back to it to talk about this mm-hmm. topic but also because wow it's amazing but even, the, chapter mm-hmm. 5 is literally about Rosa Boner. nice convenient. it is so good she is so mm-hmm. cool um, because before this literally before this article and before this book I had no idea who this woman was I think I've seen her work yeah, but I had no idea who she was me neither <laughs> And Ooh, which is friends. also very sad. She, yeah, I know. Isn't it? Because, I mean, as an American, the Buffalo Bill stuff is kind of fascinating, but also like her story and her ability. I uh, I have feelings <laughs> about uh, certain interpretations of her and her platonic friends, but uh, it's fine. Quote, TF. unquote, platonic. "Quote unquote platonic, assumed platonic, but also hmm. gal pals. Am I right? Am, I right? am I right, friends? Matchy <laughs> oh. matchy. But
1: so, I mean, it's really interesting that uh, she actually talks extensively. I mean, Rosa uh, Linda, Linda, Linda uh, yeah. talks extensively about how if you answer the question, uh, where are the uh, great women artists with uh, talking about women artists, how that is bad, but then at the end, she still has to mention this one artist because she loves her so much and she thinks she's so great. I just she think she's uh, so great. Uh, I and really like it
0: so much.
1: Yeah, I really liked um, that ending of the article because it shows that, I mean, you can't be, but, I mean, uh How do I phrase this? She is still very passionate about women artists and artists, and she still wants to bring them to light and still wants to talk about them. And even after after this article, she went on to study women artists and bring them back from uh, the oblivion that they were disappearing into uh, of the erased history and all that and uh yeah i just think the fact that she ends it with talking about a woman artist is very uh very nice detail
0: and but and like like i said so this is a successful and accomplished woman painter of all time and i had Mm -hmm. no idea who she was nope me neither that's just which is so upsetting. That's very, very sad indeed. I just wish I knew more. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, we could get into the quick biography of Rosa. I really think we should do an episode on her. Or uh, we should just talk about women artists for the rest of our lives. Because they're all so cool. <laughs> we do that. But I guess really briefly, just because it's the end of the article. So it's the, um, it talks about how Rosa Bonheur uh, from 1822 to 1899. So almost, Mm -hmm. almost turn of the century. Um, But she was mid-19th century. She did the, um, the genre paintings of everyday life subjects and relatively smaller. So for a booming bourgeois art market, which is what was evolving in this time, both in France and in the Netherlands and in parts of Germany. Um, This was fantastic because these were things that middle-class people could buy and appreciate. And Mm -hmm. beyond that, um, like today, (laughs) animal painting was really popular and Rosa was phenomenal at it, like outstanding yes, oh my god and so it's very classical um father was a drawing master mm-hmm. her mother took as, care of her. as usual usual um i read that rosa is actually one of five kids oh shocking okay. not not unheard of but also like jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> um and rosa Do you think that's was, a lot i mean Yes. I
1: have a friend who has like ten brothers and sisters. Christ Jesus. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Anyways, go on. And <laughs> so is the tomboy of the family. Um, she kept her hair short. Not like Manic Pixie Dream Girl style, but like a nice, nice respectable short haircut. Um, and kind of... She, she was the one, she's an artist who used to cosplay as like, um, uh, as the artist because she'd wear pants, but pants would be her painter outfit. Yes. Not her every day, but her painter outfit because (laughs) you just can't paint in skirts. So she needed the pants, but like she defended her femininity. In such oh a, she did, which in is such very also very profound way. In such yeah. a profound way. Mm-hmm. Oh my I god. I mean and not she didn't have to. <laughs> I'm so sad. It's so frustrating but, uh, because there's um so in this article, um, mm. the one that Linda wrote, so there's a lot of like quotes from Rosa Bonner herself, and it's just it's that that um she didn't want to marry and lose her independence like her mother did. Um, she dressed like a man and kept her hair short because she said that it was demanded of her by her profession and that she constantly defended her femininity um, she has this quote here where it's um why shouldn't I be proud to be a woman she exclaimed to an interviewer my father mm-hmm. that enthusiastic apostle of humanity many times reiterated to me that woman's mission was to elevate the human race, that she was the Mm -hmm. Messiah of future centuries. It is to his doctrines that I owe the great noble ambition I have conceived for the sex, which I proudly affirm to be mine and whose independence will support my dying day. (sighs) Rosa. That's refreshing. She's just so cool. Um, also, how how cool was her dad? Her dad is so cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very forward thinking. I mean this is the nineteenth century, right? I know, right? I just yeah.
0: but it's it's one of Good those to things. See you, that, man. Um so Rosa actually did marry and widowed mm-hmm. um, in like Okay eighty nine. So towards the end of her year. But like uh towards the end of her lifetime but it's just like she actually herself claims that she never married or was never a wife, Okay, which is uh, only complicated.
1: She, I mean, maybe she means uh, in a sense of she never did uh, perform the role of the wife like it was supposed, quote, unquote, supposed to be performed yeah. as in uh, be a perfect little housewife. But I don't know. Does is it do we know who she married? What? Do we know who she married?
0: I have no idea. I'm sure I could quickly google it and find it, but like nobody really mentions it. Um oh. Well, so I just found something. So Natalie died in 89. Okay.
1: Oh, she was buried with her.
0: So, so did she actually marry... Oh? Hmm? Okay. No. Wait. Wait. No. I have no idea. Um... <laughs> Uh, To talk about Natalie real fast, I am also a big fan of the fact that, uh, here is this, uh, gal pal. (laughs) Natalie Mikas. Gal pal extraordinaire. But that's what I mean. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are we widows because Natalie died? Or are we because... I don't.
1: (laughs) I just went into the Wikipedia page of Rosa uh, Uh and... There was, like, I have still the Maastricht University uh, thing installed on my computer where it just shows what takes you to the sources and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, and it led me to an article uh, t- title or a book titled, Encyclopedia of Lesbian and Gay Histories and Cultures.
0: Rosa Boner, queer icon legend. Here's yes. my thing. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to hark on this for too much longer because I have mm-hmm. beat this horse off air and on air a hundred times. <laughs> the only reason that I am so confused is because Linda Nochlin swears by it, swears in her article that what Rosa and Natalie had was platonic. And that's not true at all. Holy oh. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I feel so... <laughs> Cheated!
1: No. I, feel I mean, cheated.
0: I mean, <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing is that, uh, hold like. On. It, there's also this idea that, like. She
1: had two female partners in her lifetime.
0: Hell yes. The first,
1: hell yes. The First, Natalie Mik- Mikas, and one her grew up with and then lived with for 40 years. And the second, Anna Klumpke.
0: Yeah. However, that's pronounced.
1: Came to her life after the death of her first partner. And. Bonheur, while taking pleasure in activities usually reserved for men, such as hunting and smoking, viewed her womanhood as something far superior to anything a man could offer
0: or experience. Femme for yes. Femme. Femme for fem. <laughs> Femme for fem. Femme for fem.
1: I just, I love that. What a legend. Yeah, she was buried legend. with Natalie Mikus. She was buried with
0: Natalie. I just love Your that. Long
1: companion.
0: It's so <laughs> cute. <laughs> mm. <sighs> anyway. Oh, um, so there's a quote here in the book. Uh, For a gruff mm-hmm. bear of a woman, Boner had the tenderest of hearts. The thing is decided, right? Boner wrote once Klump had pro- uh, promised never to leave her. This will be a divine marriage of two. Mm. But yeah, totally platonic. Super gal pal. <laughs> Linda. I just hate it, okay? I just want Maybe people... Maybe she doesn't know. Don't judge her too hard. I, well... <clears throat> <clears throat> I can assure you the same documents existed in the 1980s and the 1970s as they do today much but like how everyone exists who's to fucking say <laughs> I, I mean but it's I like don't caravaggio know Wikipedia
1: was invented
0: i couldn't tell you I want to quickly google <laughs> no <laughs> no but fine. i mean it's like it's like fine. it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like caravaggio being hmm. hella queer and then everyone being like yep nope Anyways, straight man over here. Michelangelo. Michelangelo, too. But Caravaggio, too. Yeah, but we were talking about him before, so it just popped into my head again. (laughs) Everyone. everyone Those women are are men. Everyone is gay. Everyone is gay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I just. It's so frustrating. because, Because not that they exist and not that, like, how dare we not talk about it but it's 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 the constant erasure of it because it's not like it's it's not that straight artists can't exist right but it's mm-hmm. that for so long they were presumed to be the only ones that existed
1: i mean same with types Everything. of people yeah i mean Gays were invented in the 20th century, right? That's what I've been told. Yep, me too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were
1: invented in a lab
0: or wherever, Built by some I Don't communists know. <laughs> to overthrow the American way, obviously. Yep. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> but it's just so frustrating because you can't like Because it is this constant defending of, and it is this constant, like, you have to reiterate the point because, on both sides, right? That you have to defend that, no, no, such and such was a straight artist, and they created straight art to defend, like, the idea that uh, you didn't have to have any sort of particular leanings one way or another um, to be an artist, because, you know, no. You can do interior design and be straight. What are you talking about? And you can. You absolutely can. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> there's, this, there's this constant, there's this constant, like, um, defensiveness that people take on to talk about this kind of stuff. Because, no, you see, we're just trying and we just need. And And I think that's like, and that's unfortunately where the article kind of i mean it's the end of the article too shocking but like that's kind of where it um sours for me yeah hello hello
1: you went away for a moment no
0: i didn't i'm here always i didn't hear what you said oh well it's it's the um It's that we are constantly trying to defend ourselves and we are constantly trying to promote ourselves and we are constantly trying to, like, coexist, which is great. But, like, that, unfortunately, is where the article sours for me because Mm. of the fact that, like... I mean, it's the end of the article, too, so, like, what what an unfortunate way to end. But, like, Mm -hmm. you know... I understand the times, and I understand, like, the whole concept of, like, yeah, no, it's fine, anyways, super platonic, we don't have, no, super, anyways. (laughs) It's like, okay, okay.
1: I mean, technically, you can't really know unless you knew them, too. I know you don't want to hear this, but...
0: I just didn't like the use of the... I didn't like the defensiveness of the word platonic. Yeah, that's fair. And I can understand if you're, like, pulling from other sources that are like, yeah, no, she claimed that they were just gal pals. Well, so is Kristen Stewart. Of of course she did. Of course she did. It was the 19th, 19th century. Read between the lines. Read between the lines. But So that's the thing, is that it's like... I understand that I'm also judging it from like a queer feminist modernist uh, postmodernist uh, perspective. there's mm-hmm. a ton of bullshit words but like <laughs> academic words. but like it's just it's this whole concept of this is the end of the article. Wow hooray, we did it. Yeah, cool. by the way, totally a straight woman. It's like Linda Linda no. <laughs> Linda Nochlin, no! <laughs> Anyways. But Other than that, we though. Ta- <laughs> we can talk about queer art
1: and that uh, erasure and everything in a separate series. And so we can talk about it for years and years and years. Uh, we can but dedicate for... our entire
0: doctorates to it.
1: <laughs> yes. and um... On the rooftops and just yell. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) I'll do it in in the Netherlands and you do it in America and we'll just scream.
0: Yeah. People will be like, what the fuck
1: is going
0: on? I mean, at least the Atlantic will hear us. Will she? Will she? So, what did the article accomplish? What did this article do besides, like, give me a hernia (laughs) (laughs) and a newfound rage- to pick up a baseball bat
1: <laughs> i mean despite you know liking the ending of the article it still did a lot for yeah. uh for feminism and for art and how it uh it was recorded and how it was studied and people double looked or uh Looked back on, like artists who ha- have been deliberately erased, or and uh, gathered all the data and looked up all of the these women, women artists who, uh, were tried to be erased from history or were not remembered for what they brought to the table and so on, and it uh, re- resurrected a lot of forgotten works and uh. I mean, even uh, afterwards, Linda went on to study women artists and release other articles that talked about feminism and uh, women. And uh, she brought a lot on the table that was under the table before. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, she did bring a, a ton of exposure A ton of exposure to these women artists, especially Rosa, but like, and and then all of these responses to it, and all of these um, scholars and artists that are constantly just trying to like, who take the article, read it, respond to it, and then just continue. Um, There was the twenty fifteen, yeah, the twenty fifteen tribute, that kind of like, it's just so cool, and you know. When when she wrote this, the seventies and in the eighties, this is when everything was kind of like coming darting. to a yeah coming yeah. to this big show um, spotlight everything. Well, you get the feminist art and you get the performance art and you get like a new expression and the women's rights movements and how how your body is the response to um, not persecute. Well,
1: I mean, I mean, in the 70s and 80s, this was when performance started, like uh, performance became uh, the main medium for female artists because it was kind of unexplored. It was, uh, it didn't have any history yet, so they could, Start fresh-ish.
0: Well, that's um, actually what they say. Did we talk about? Is that why they explain um why theater or why um why movies were so like not quick per se, mm-hmm. but more more inclusive than art. Fine art. I mean. Because it's, (laughs) I'm sorry, because it's, like, quote-unquote newer than the tradition of painting. Ah, And anything that's newer kind of, like, uh, allows for a little bit more room for inclusivity. Ish, yeah. Ish.
1: Ish. (laughs) Only because, like, the old movies uh, from, like, the 20th century, the beginning or middle of 20th century, they were kind of still very... um, centered on this uh, idea of a woman you can't control and presenting this idea of uh, woman to help move along the character of the man you know I mean that's still that's still relevant in some movies uh, today but yeah it was much more open uh, and it became even more open in the 70s 80s and in the uh, and Especially now, mm-hmm. um, but yes, it is another field that was very open. Performance art, also fashion. Yep. Uh, because what these women were doing when they were like crafting quote craft quote. art, they quote, yeah, quote craft art. <laughs> they created or they uh, they gained the skills uh to sew and to make stuff and uh fashion was also kind of uh i mean it's yeah. making clothes right
0: yeah and, and design and and, and design you also and making have making
1: ideas presenting ideas blah blah um but yeah you were saying
0: no but i mean it's this, it's like it's the overtop nature of what you could be creating and who you could be and and how you can define your i mean how you can define your femininity and your independence in the same vein yes. which is exciting and new and that's why you had these um these previously excluded communities women minorities etc like who really rallied behind these new ideas and these new concepts and transformed them and made them personal. Uh, yes. And they resisted the idea that art would only be valid if it wrestled with the concepts of, like, if it's your individual struggle or <laughs> or this big over-the-top uh, masturbatory performance piece that, like, explores you as man and genius – you know, and they moved past that and they created more, uh, they allowed for personal but also shared experiences and uh, and leaned on that power to the unite classes who felt isolated by the silence surrounding anything that differentiated from their, like, experience of this universal, quote-unquote mm. universal. Yeah. And that's where we get artists of, like, today who are still kind of, like, playing in the sandbox that was created for them by by the civil rights movements, by what it is allowed for you to express yourself as and what you are allowed to see and interpret and adopt and transform and transcend. And (laughs) sure, art is weird as hell. Yes, it is. It is. Especially it's contemporary weird. art. Especially contemporary But, but <laughs> the fact that you are allowed to, or, yeah, the fact that you're allowed to do it, regardless of who you are and what your expressions are, is phenomenal. And better yet, because of the fact that art is political in its, whatever its interpretations are, whether it's your race policies or your gender identity or your self-expression or your social welfare or your beliefs like whatever it is that defines who you are as both a person and an artist and an audience member is now seen and recognized and interpreted and debated in a way that with the use of the internet which I think is a thing that we should even talk about, how, how wild everything is now, like how mm-hmm. slapstick and how over-the-top everything is now because of the, the ability of sharing over the internet. But, um, but how all of these things and this constant revision and this constant reinterpretation of what it is we've seen and what it is we've talked about um, and how we're allowed to reshape these narratives and reshape these biases and um, that historical revision is a response to is is one way to respond to like these erasures and absences in history and especially in how it makes women believe in their own inferiority <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, also, with even though women can now draw from the nude, women can now learn the basics and move to a lot of other fields and do whatever, there's still a lot of disparity and gender. Yeah. uh especially at like art au- art auctions and um well during the 2015 tribute uh for Linda Nochlin Eleanor Hartney said uh Nochlin nailed the problem for four decades ago uh and that her thinking is still so current says some sad things about contemporary culture yeah. uh that was 2015 and- <laughs> yes 2015 20- <laughs> Five years later, we're still in the same place. Uh, It still exists, people.
0: One month later, it still exists. I thought we fixed this. Did you not listen to part one? Anyways.
1: (laughs) In the past decade, only 11% of all work acquainted by the U.S. top museums were by women. 11%. This is between the years of 2008 and 2018. And only 3% of these women were African-American um also uh 14% of all exhibitions were either solo shows featuring uh, female artists or group exhibitions in which the majority of artists were female so uh all exhibitions held around the US from 2008 to 2018 only 14% were fe- female or, or were where females participated in uh as well as like in the global market uh, there's so much disparity and uh, there's like a couple of female artists that are selling like crazy but only a couple and they do make like 41% of all all I think uh, mm-hmm. sold like money wise but it's still only a couple. It's, uh, it's Yayoi Kusama that's John Mitchell uh, Louis Bourgeois uh, uh, Georgia O'Keeffe and Agnes Martin and only Kusama is still
0: alive and god bless uh, her yes indeed um, I love Kusama so much <laughs>
1: yeah and even though even though it is proven that the gender disparity in art schools now Is no longer present because it's equal-ish-ish. I guess um, of how many artists, uh, how many women are studying, as well as how many men are studying in academies and stuff. Um, And uh, yeah, two only two works by women have ever broken into the top one hundred auction sales for paintings, despite women being the subject matter for most of the top twenty-five. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: it's, it's very sad, it's very sad, and now that we have like availability of, of the internet and of uh, websites which catalog all their stuff, like uh, galleries that catalog all their things as well as like big yeah. museums, this is where you can really see the disparity. Like, this is where you can, with your eyes, check how less of works by women a museum has than compared to men.
0: And as uh, we works. know, it's not because there aren't women artists. No. It's not as uh, if they don't exist. Friends, they definitely do. And we definitely know of them. It's just, it's what your institution or what your quote-unquote personal preference is when it comes to collections. And then you just defend that and you move on with that and it's super fine. And what do you mean? But we have that one artist. We have that one female artist <laughs> in in the, in the main hall. Look at that. The one in a room of yeah. 50 paintings. But it's in the main hall. Isn't that phenomenal? It's like, fuck Ugh. off. Thanks. I mean... When you look at it
1: from from the, the perspective of what we were talking about, of why, where are the great women artists and why aren't there any great women artists? It's still that way. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen 20 years later, if there's going to be like a lot of women, female artists uh, that we take away from like what's going on now in the art world. But right now they are there but they're not getting the 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 light that male artists are getting and they're not getting the praise or the the recognition for their work that the male artists are getting so while uh, yeah while it has changed certainly uh that there are like women can, can now create things on the same level or start from the same level and uh, all that—it's still, like, it's still a bad situation we're in. It's still not enough. It's, there's still so much to do.
0: And I think um, a great place yeah. to start when it comes to like how to con, how to how to combat this, right, mm-hmm. is, especially, well, in in so many different ways. There's um in an academic sense if you if you you know if you have the desire the privilege the the opportunity to go to art history classes in university right um yeah. i would like to hope that the people who listen to this podcast like art <laughs> and like to talk hopefully. about art hopefully otherwise you are way lost or yep. Yep. pleasantly found honestly um mm-hmm. and, and find communities that will talk about art but typically or or fail to mention women artists and to you yourself study and find the artists that speak to you and reintroduce them into conversations. That have typically avoided talking about them, to write your papers about them, to encourage your professors to talk about them, to to create spaces where they have typically been left out of, and in everyday life, um, <laughs> there's a great, um, I mean, there are a mil- there are a hundred ways to like incorporate more art into your life right i mean not all of us are going to be so lucky that we can be gallerists and buy our own art uh, sadly sadly but um there are online art galleries that empower artists and that work to address these inequalities um one such is at art girl rising which i yes. think is a phenomenal project they're the ones with the um the t-shirts that are the Name the Five Women Artists, yeah. um, and a lot of what they do is to um, enable, uh, their, so their quote is, the aim of the program is to enable women all over the world to defy gender barriers, to create, innovate, and lead. And so those, like, those types of projects are interesting to look into, um, and and even just, like, buying prints or supporting local female artists that you know online or like having these discussions and sharing these articles and doing your own readings and celebrating and criticizing the state of women in art today. I think it's entirely up to you, especially on a public platform like a Twitter or a Facebook or a, a Google or just shouting into the void if you want to. Mm-hmm. Like we do. Um, yep. and it's it because it is overwhelming and it is frustrating because what the hell? There should be <laughs> there there should only be female artists. <laughs> uh. Take that. But like I don't mean that. But like it's just one of those things where you just get so frustrated because it's like, well, why aren't we? Why is it still the same way? Because at the end of the day, it is not that there aren't great women artists. It is that we have systematically and effectively cut them out of our daily conversations. We need to fix that. Boom, There's so much more to talk about on this, which is the problem is that there's no neat little way to tie up this episode Without me wanting to like record another three hours of episode. (laughs) I
1: mean. I keep saying I mean. I should stop doing that. Anyway, I mean. (laughs) You do mean. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. In an ideal world. We won't talk about this topic. And we won't say female artists. We will just say artists. And there won't be. Uh, a n- noticeable gap of women artists in uh, in galleries and uh, museums, and we will just talk about all artists as artists, and yeah, but that's 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 a long way away, but we yeah. can fix it.
0: And but we, we can, can get fix there. It. It's all it's always possible. And uh, I think we are seeing some beautifully positive trends. I think yes. we are, as we evolve past the idea that you have to sacrifice everything as a, as as a woman to be successful. Um, and are creating new standards of success and greatness. And ideally, um, the more difficult conversations that we have the better it is for everybody honestly 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 i just want people to be happy but also (laughs) to be celebrated and also to yell i want everyone to yell loudly all the time We are I mean, all yelling we even the inside, about, though. And we haven't even talked about, like, the Gorilla Girls, or we haven't even talked about, like, what craft art falls into all of this. And we haven't even talked about how, like, where um, where women of color come into all of this and how much has been accomplished and what the AIDS crisis did to, like, you know, we just, there's so much to talk about.
1: There's we so will, do eventually. Know. Don't worry about it. We will talk about I know. Uh, race and we will talk about uh, gen- uh, sexuality and we will talk about all of that in art and relate it to art and
0: well we can literally talk about anything <laughs> not to not to harp or make this episode too long but I'd like to end the episode or this put, put the bow on this with a tweet I found from another art history podcast that I listen to slash love slash will promote here for funsies because why not? Hmm. Um, what are they called? Have Have you heard of it? Accession, Accession FM. Yes, them? Oh, love, I love them. them. they really good. Love them mm-hmm. so much. ponders yep. is an angel, but uh, they <laughs> just tweeted. Um, Which I think is the only reason I'm saying is because it literally came out as we're recording this. And I just think it's perfect. (laughs) So, accession tweets. If your goal is to raise female artists to the same definition of greatness that white male artists hold, you are not revolutionizing anything. You're reinforcing the patriarchy, hegemony, and the ideas of white supremacy. Feminist art is empty without intersectionality. Amen. (laughs) Amen. All right. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Elena. It's always a pleasure. Yes,
1: it always is. Uh, And make sure to follow us on our socials at BYW Pod, both on Instagram and on
0: Twitter. And And Instagram. And on Twitter. (laughs) And you can email us at bywartpod at gmail if you have comments, questions, concerns. Yes. Um, We love to hear from you guys. We are here, and we are queer, (laughs) and we need a beer. (laughs) We sure do. We sure do. Um,
1: But it was lovely talking to you, and it has been a great two episodes, and hopefully we exciting. can talk further series yeah we can talk yeah. further anytime we will which is exciting and we will <laughs> okay <laughs> 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 all right <laughs> bye i don't want to go i want to keep yelling all right bye <laughs> oh <Go>. bye, <laughs> bye.